0: Good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney, Mass Mutual, Eastern Pennsylvania brokerage director. I'm here on a beautiful beginning of June. Can't believe that. Uh, Wednesday morning with my good friend and counterpart, Steve Parisi, president and CEO of IBC Global. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Mike. How are you, my friend? Here's. I'm um, doing good. Doing good. Uh, Steve and I are having a conversation that we're going to bring everybody in on about enforced policies and policy performance and projected versus actual results. Um, I'm actually in the process of packaging up um, all of my family's policies, uh, the original sales illustrations, current um, projected illustrations, and some policy statements for Steve and his team, so they can, uh, you know, add that to their to their database. Uh, we really do like to keep track of of what happens in real life. You know, a lot of times um, we get so focused on illustrations and projections <clears throat> that we forget about real actual results. Um, so, Steve, I know that you guys you do a ton of research in this area. A lot of times, it's it's info. Uh, why
1: is this information so hard to Obtain? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I don't know. Well, I've got my suspicions, but I, I don't have a definitive answer as to why getting information on how cash value has performed in whole life insurance policies, talking about reality, not just projections, because you can look at illustrations and they often project great looking values and people want to buy whole life insurance because of it. And then you can look at consumer reports and people that are for whole life or against whole life and state that it produces between one to 2%. And here's proof of it, right? Because they've got a policy that produced 1% over a 20 year period or something like that. And why on earth would I do this? Uh, but then we have historical policies that we're able to dig into and get our hands on just over the years that have produced north of four, or five, even 6%. So they can deliver, but to get that information, you really have to know what to ask for, and you, you've gotta be persistent in asking for that information. And some companies disclose it, like we've discussed this before, we've gotten historical policies, real performance from four companies, That's the four major mutuals, Mass Guardian, New York Life, and Northwestern Mutual. Um, that have delivered north of a four percent internal rate of return. One other company How do they
0: how did they disclose that information to you? Is it um just redacted policy information or looks different than that?
1: Yeah, no, it looks a little different than that. Um they so how we've gotten a lot of the information to answer your question is we've gotten policies from people we've been working with that have a policy on their dad or a client that has it a- like what I'm getting ready to do now with my, yeah. So you
0: got somebody who's got a policy that's been enforced for 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is. Yeah. We want, do you still have the original sales illustration? Can we use this for our,
1: got it. Correct. Correct. So what I, what I do at a minimum is to see, okay, how much was paid in you can get the cost basis. We get the exact dollar amount that was paid in each year that helps measure the actual internal rate of return and then what has the policy actually actually produced i've paid in a hundred thousand dollars i have a hundred thousand dollars that's zero percent or i've got more than 100 hopefully it's not less um but when we can get actual statements actual policies where we can see what's actually occurring that's what i'm interested in so we get it from from people that we work with um what what helps a lot is one case in particular, this one just comes to mind. We, we um, obtained servicing rights for the policy. It was with a life insurance company that is really up to speed with respect to their technology. The policy was issued in 2007. I was in college in 2007, I wasn't in the business. So what we were able to do is obtain the original sales illustration the annual statements, what, what he actually received each year and cash value, dividends, everything, and then really measure what had actually happened over time. And it was one of those perfect cases where what he planned on doing from day one, he set out on an autopilot and did just that. So we had to see what was projected and what actually happened. Um, it, that's the kind of stuff that's most valuable because we can get all of the information but just as I say that, I mean, you know that, that's a lot of work to go back and get the statements every year and then you've got to export the data onto Excel each year, triple check it to make sure everything's accurate. It sure. take it takes some time. So that could be one reason why companies don't have it. Um, I know they you know say it doesn't come up a whole lot, um, measuring the cash value performance, but you know, there could be a number of reasons behind it. Right. Yeah. The, the, okay,
0: so that was part of my question. Um was, is there real historical data that you've received directly from the carrier yeah. where it wasn't an agent of record type of
1: situation? Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I've gotten that to be specific from Mass Mutual, a couple of the historical pieces that you've sent, um, policies that were issued as far back as 1980, some a little bit more recent. Northwestern Mutual and uh, Guardian. Okay. New York, yeah. New York Life. I I can almost bet that they have those similar pieces, but sure. we've got independent policies from them.
0: What's um? See. I guess I have a couple of questions. How has this helped? Um, I mean, I think I know the answer, but like, how does this help you in your process or your day to day? Um, I mean, I know one piece of it is giving you and your clients the peace of mind of knowing that, you know, the companies that we're dealing with, we're really able to track results. And we're not working with anybody who we're not able to find real historical data on. So that's
1: peace of mind component, but I know it's gotta be more than that. Yeah, so where that comes from is when you look at cash value life insurance, whole life in particular, and where people get upset consumers so someone puts in 10 grand per year or half a million per year into a policy where they get upset is where they have expectations they're told by the agent that this should perform quite well you know similar to what you see on the the illustration on the non-guaranteed value side and then it doesn't deliver it under delivers the people get ticked off a financial advisor tells them well, you got ripped off with this emotions get involved and they say I, i'm done with it you know I, I feel like i was taken advantage of Um, And whether it's true or not, that's how people feel. So we've got to address that. So how I look at it is, okay, taking emotion out of it, what has been factual? Like what do corporations do? What actually works? If we're going to sell a whole life insurance policy for maximum cash value, what I've seen on a delivery standpoint where clientele does not have buyer's remorse, they don't come back feeling like they got taken advantage of. Is when the product delivers, <laughs> so and when it's designed properly. So when we set policies up with the, the minimum base premium, maximum PUA design with those major mutuals, like that's where I've seen it deliver the strongest results. And you know, if I go back, back in the day when I was first trying to get things going, um, I remember meeting with people online all the time. It was over a uh, go-to meeting was the app I used back then, and. My fear, because I was a young kid trying to get things going, was I'm going to show them a design and they can work with their lo- local agent who is probably a lot older than me and you know, more experienced. So I could just do all the work and then they could just they're go gonna take me. this illustration and just roll. Correct. So yeah. a way to prevent that is just to design it with absolute maximum cash value from the get go. And then if they try and take it somewhere else, like, hey, that thing's maxed out like they're Right. There's nothing I can do. And so that's from an illustrative standpoint, but at the same time I was doing that and I was starting to get going. When I started that, I was at the tail end of still working at the firm or, or design policies in the back office for corporations. So literally what we're doing for executive benefit planning was doing that for individuals. And that that was the design I knew worked. So I went with that. And that that was it. Like we we knew it would work. I knew it would work. Side note, uh, isn't it funny that Go to
0: meetings sounds so antiquated. I know, right? Yeah, we're on Zoom now. Yeah, they didn't keep up with the times, I guess. <laughs> um, so, what kind of trends have you seen when you're looking looking at this this
1: kind of data? That's a good question. What I've noticed the most, and I'm going to do my best not to get overly technical here, um, is when policies are issued, someone starting a whole life insurance policy, the higher that base premium is, so money can go toward the base premium or PUA rider, the higher the base premium is, the greater the chances are of that policy under delivering. And that's purely based on experience and viewing actual results. The higher the PUA payment is with a particular policy, the greater the actual results have been. What's interesting is you can, you can dig into that in illustrations. Whenever you look at the guarantees or conservative dividend, particularly the guarantees, where you can't see any non-guaranteed elements, which are what-ifs really when you look at it, um, you'll see every single time a low base premium generates stronger cash value for the consumer, for the policyholder. If I go with a higher base premium on an illustration, what that sometimes does, depending on the company and product, is produce long long term 40-50 years down the road more money potentially for the policyholder than a low base premium policy and that can be intriguing you know for some consumers that are strictly focused on the long term can be very intriguing for agents because we can 10x our compensation in some some cases but But it's not
0: we've talked about this before it's not a 10-15 year long-term outlook. It's a 30, 40, 50 year long-term C- outlook.
1: Correct, so it's 40 to 50 years long-term. And the big issue with that is the first piece that I mentioned is on an illustration, you might see greater long-term results, but then the actual results end up being less. So if it under delivers and you've got a greater chance of that happening with the higher base premium, now it's like, I, I picked this option because I wanted more money long-term, but now because of variables outside of my control that the insurance company ultimately decided what what happens with my policy, I have less money. So I I made a bet and it didn't pay off. It's like, great, now I'm stuck with it with this high base premium and high commitment. Does that make sense? I talked a lot there. Okay. Yeah, no. So, I mean,
0: basically just the, the, the historical data that you've seen looks, generally like you're getting better cash value performance from a blended policy where there's a smaller base premium and from a mass mutual perspective, there's ALIR and Lister blended in there. Uh, But you do see long, long long-term, long outlook, obviously depending on a variety of factors, could be 30 years, could be 50 years that that all base premium cash value will catch up and then surpass the other. but um it's interesting that uh, that that it is that way. And I think what you said at the end is most interesting, so that like you know all of this is uncertainty, and you're not really sure, but then at the end of the day, with that 100 percent base premium, then you are you're still sitting with that commitment. Correct,
1: right, lack of flexibility, the lack of flexibility, yeah
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um what does this look like from a um like when you guys receive all this information and data, what does the output look like on your end? are you this becomes part of your database library? Yeah. have you turned this into YouTube videos? Is this on the ILS site? Like, what's the format
1: for all that? Yeah, so our historical performance study, which is always being updated and we're including new policies as we, once I review them, create everything and approve it, um, we always add those to the study. So it's on ILS for subscribers. It's not public on YouTube. We've got a couple videos here and there that speak to it, but the full analysis is not public. Um, we do provide that to our clients. It's in our client user package, and we send them links as well. Um, but we've got to have their contact info. It's, it, if I just send you the, the link to watch it, it's going to ask, it's going to say restricted unless we actually unlock it based on the info we have. Like an eyeball scanner. <laughs> the eyeball scanner, yeah, for a life insurance policy, right? <laughs> right. Well, if you, if you want to see real historical data, we're, we're going to scan it. Yeah, ex- exactly. Well, I mean, because it's it took a lot of time to put together. Oh, so we, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we do provide it, and we, we do, do have some of it for free as well. well. um because i don't want to just you know withhold and say it's ours. no we want to give to everyone but for the the detailed stuff that mostly agents want to understand how that works and some clients um that we do have available for clients yeah i would think clients would
0: yeah i don't think clients even know or understand that this is what they want to (laughs) say
1: There's some truth to that, yes. I'm
0: consistently amazed by the um, – and even, like, sophisticated advisors who just, like, look at illustrations. At, I mean, that's their sales tool. Um, My, all, my former general agent, uh, our dear friend Walter, had a great – you know, he said, the only thing I can guarantee is that this policy is – Definitely not going to look like this that, you know like that's the only thing that's guaranteed with these non guaranteed illustrations. It, yeah. it's not going to look like this correct down mm-hmm. the road yeah, so that was all that's always a tough one comparing illustrations and um especially if you're dealing with a carrier like how you're talking about that where you can't get real historical data. it makes me uneasy that that should be a lot easier to obtain real. Yeah. Historical performance,
1: not right. dividend
0: performance. Correct. If I put a dollar into this every year, what, what, what does it really look like after ten years? After twenty years?
1: Correct. Yeah. No. I mean, they. It's it's always games trying to get it. Which the the short answer, like my father would just say, that means they don't have it. <laughs> Simple as that.
0: Sometimes they. Sometimes I, I do think that some of these companies are so behind from a yeah. technology perspective, or Struggle with like they're still locked into old systems and trying to build out new systems. That I do think it's either a struggle to get it, or, um, you know, somebody at the home office level has to go out and literally be, you know, obtaining client sign off to release information, which you know they're not even willing to ask ask to do, you yeah. know. So sometimes it is just they, they, they can't get it, but, um, there should be a mechanism in place for people to stand by their performance. Yeah. I, I mean, Even I, if their performance is less than, you know, I mean, as, a, as an educated uh, member of the financial services community, I know that actual performance is not the same as illustrated performance. Correct. The, like we're assuming that. Yeah. But let's see what it looks like.
1: Yeah. And another thing I guess I would think about is imagine if you're the CEO or you own a smaller life insurance company. And if that information gets out there that your policies don't deliver as illustrated or they're significantly worse than some other carriers, that gives you a huge disadvantage. Yeah, It does. Like, why is someone going to go with you when they see clearly like you haven't delivered? It's going to cause an issue there. So, who knows like that that can be the case with anything but just when you you look at actual performance it's difficult to get and a lot of times there's games that are played around it like oh you mean dividend history or don't even look at the cash value it's not about that it's about best benefit and everything it's like listen it's people's money this is what they're interested in if they ask a question about something we're going to directly answer that question to the best of our ability we're going to provide data as well Simple as that. And this is, how do you monitor this
0: ongoing? I mean, you're just regularly following up and trying to get updated. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So ongoing. So when we put a policy. Well, at least if you lock into a source with one of these carriers where
1: where you can kind of, you're like, all right, this is our. That's uh, that. Yeah, that's fun. And two with the major mutual carriers, like if I take Mass or Guardian, for example, it's very easy to track performance with the policies that we put in place. Sure. Which, you know, I guess I'm getting older. I'm 30 years in. in um, I'm in my over 10 years, so in my 11th okay. year, licensed in the business with this particular type. I mean, you've got policies that are going on 10 years old that I put in place. So that's, that's, that's sweet now that we can actually track the Well, now it's going
0: to start getting easy, but the, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and with, with the technology, technology too, with, with those two, with those two with if you take Mass and Guardian, for example, example I, I can go back, it takes, takes a lot of time, but, but I, can I can go, go back and pull the transaction history. I can pull the annual statements, which I'll I'll do. And then it's a lot of information with enforced illustrations, annual statements, original illustration. It's like, all right, here you go. And like, Okay, let's condense it. Then I'll put it on Excel or some kind of simplified format and then walk through to see, here's what was projected. Here's what actually happened. And then once you've got it complete, as long as you keep up to speed with it, it's very easy because I can just download the annual statement each year if I adjust payments, I, I want to take that into consideration. And I track the performance year over year, and that's where we've we've seen it. We've seen it deliver, um, which is which is fantastic, right? Where policies are projected to to break even between years four and five, and they break even between years four and five, even with the dividend decrease. Consumers happy, like all right, it's, it's doing what I want. Like let's keep going.
0: Yeah, you've you the trend is solid. Cash performance, you don't have to resell it solid break even time frame, continued death benefit growth. Mm-hmm. well, you don't have to resell it because you guys aren't overselling and you are over educating up front, yeah, mm-hmm. so I think that's 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 really critical for um you know less less issues and less complaints and less
1: moaning and groaning uh, from consumers down the road, yeah. That and we can talk about this another time, just how to always up your game at the business with business. How I look at it is how do you treat your clients like American Express treats some of their high-end clients, right? Everybody who wants the high-end credit cards that you actually have to pay for to get. <laughs> yeah. You've got to pay higher fees. Like how do they do that? So, okay, if you want this, you'll be part of this club. You've got to pay more money to get in. If you look at a, a high-end restaurant where it's all about presentation, they treat their clientele, you know, it's like, like royalty and everything, doing that with business in addition to everything else, right, there's a lot more to it, that goes such, such a long way. Um, and it's a nice way to position yourself if you say, hey, I only want to work with certain people or only a certain number of clients each year because you can only take on so much capacity with your team. If your service is phenomenal, you can do that. If it's not phenomenal and you're slow to get back, you can't do that. It's not going to work. You're going to get frustrated. They are, but we can talk about that another time. I'll, I'll keep talking. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, anybody out there who wants to learn more about Steve and IBC's uh, historical performance studies, I can tell you that these guys, everything that they do is, is really um, in-depth and complete. And uh, they take a lot of pride in that. I think it's really important because a lot of times in this business, um, you know, everything just kind of gets summarized and estimated and, you know, tend to kind of gloss over a lot of details Um, at the end of the day. Uh, as a consumer, I'm much more interested in in reality and and uh, you know w- what these things eventually will look like down the road. Um, even though I know it's you know we're talking about non guaranteed performance, uh, it's nice to see some backup yeah. for for all these conversations. So uh, if you'd like to learn more, feel free to reach out anytime. Steve Parisi, IBC Global. My name is Mike Courtney, Mass Mutual, Eastern PA, and I hope everybody has a great week. Thanks, Steve. Thanks so much, Mike. Enjoy.